Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, a very pleasant uh, good morning to you. This is Patrick Timpone and the gentleman to my left to right, I can't tell on video, my political left to right, is Dr. Brian Artis. And Dr. Artis caused quite a stir a week ago when a video that uh, Stu Peters produced called Watch the Water. Dr. Artis, a very pleasant good morning to you, sir. Thanks for being here. I'm sure you've not been busy. <laughs> it's great to see you, Patrick. And uh, I thought I was bu- I thought I was busy before for the yeah. last two years, but uh, this takes it to an explosively different level. Dr. Brian Artis is a chiropractor, and a couple of years ago, he lost his uh, father-in-law, and he began looking into uh, medical malpractice. And he he was on our show and many other shows. I don't know, maybe six, eight months ago, and talked about remdesivir, which is a standard of care, right? Where this is where they tell the docs what they have to give people in hospitals. And uh, and uh, you really dug in there and found that remdesivir, uh, you tell us, but it was, a, it, was a, it still is today, doctor artist is croaking people's kidneys and then they put them on the ventilator and tell the short story on remdesivir to keep people up to speed. We have new listeners all the time. Yeah, so in May of 2020, Anthony Fauci selected one and only drug called remdesivir, which is made by a company called Gilead Sciences. And he put out a memo to all the hospitals and all the clinicians around America that there was only going to be one drug that could be used for all hospitalized COVID-19 patients. And it, it was an experimental antiviral drug, which means it was never FDA approved before the pandemic and before he selected it. So I never heard of this drug. So he actually stated it was proven, this drug, remdesivir, which for the audience to remember, I've had doctors like Dr. Ryan Cole say to help audiences remember its name, it should be run, death is near. That's what we call it. Uh, so run, death is near. You just need to know that this drug, when I looked at the studies, he quoted and said that these two studies confirmed it was safe and effective against the Ebola virus and against COVID-19. I just hyperlinked the studies that are on the New England Journal of Medicine. And when I actually looked at them, remdesivir was not found to be safe and effective in the Ebola trial. It was actually found to be of the four experimental drugs to be the most deadly and least effective. In fact, it was so deadly, it was the only drug of the experimental four drugs used throughout Africa over a year period that had over a 50% kill rate. Hmm. Over 53% in of Africa everyone they for died. And when did they for use Ebola. What year was this, Dr. Artis? What year when they did it? It was the, the study ran from 2018, November, to December of 2019. So it was right before the pandemic. And the insane thing I figured out after I realized he lied about this drug being safe and effective in that study is that Anthony Fauci funded the whole study. So it's not like he got bad advice from someone else who funded the study. It was his study. So his department would have been given the data from the safety board who's required to to review and publish all their concerns of the experimental drugs. Anthony Fauci would have known in August of 2019 that remdesivir killed 53% of all people they gave it to. It was the most deadly drug. And then they would have notified him that it could no longer be given to anybody in this study, which was true. They pulled it from the study and no one was allowed to get it. That published in 2019 in December, 
And then in May, five months later, Anthony Fauci is saying to the world it was proven safe and effective against Ebola. No, it wasn't. The other drugs were better than remdesivir. In fact, there was one that was the best, and it was Regeneron, which is a monoclonal antibody that is everyone now knows about worldwide, that it is effective. And that Regeneron right now has been banned from all states of the United States and all the U.S. territories as of January of this year. Our federal government said no more of that successful early treatment drug, monoclonal antibodies. And in those infusion centers, they inject in the veins of people monoclonal antibodies for early treatment. And doctors have used it successfully this whole time to beat COVID. Our FDA in January said no more monoclonal antibodies. And everywhere that those doctors are injecting a drug for COVID-19, we're going to tell them they can only use remdesivir to inject in the veins of those people. So now monoclonal antibodies centers are now only allowed to inject remdesivir. And then they said in January of this year, they're going to move remdesivir as only in hospitals. They're going to now move it in and out of hospital and authorize it to be the only drug to inject in newborns that they cotton swab positive for COVID-19. They're putting remdesivir and intravenously into newborns? They're not only doing it, it's the only authorized drug for COVID-19 treatment for all age groups of children in America. The only drug. They're pumping it into children's veins and newborns for three days. And they're starting with newborns. No, it's already happened. It started in January of this year, January 21st. So I'm really sorry I've upset the world, but I've been talking about how dangerous and toxic this drug is for two years. Now they're moving it into the private sector. They're taking it to nursing homes. It's now the only IV allowed in nursing homes where elderly are who can't get to hospitals. So now they're going to take it where they're killing people in hospitals. Listen, people, there's only one thing America has been doing the whole time of the pandemic. No other country has been doing. We have been using remdesivir only the whole time. It wasn't until the end of 2020 when Anthony Fauci said, now our government, the United States, can export it to other countries. And we, right now, America, at the end of 2020, was the only country with 550,000 dead COVID-19 treated patients. No one else even had 300,000 in the world, no other country. Right now, America, we're the only country with over a million dead treated for COVID-19. No other country even has 700,000. We're the only ones using this poisonous drug called remdesivir. And it's not just remdesivir, it's super toxic. They're also limiting the use of corticosteroids that are killing people at low numbers. And then they're, in, they're putting into your veins sedative drugs that complicate your ability to breathe so they can intubate you. And those same drugs can euthanize people. I watched them use them and kill my father-in-law with one of them, morphine. Now they're using a cocktail of five of them, morphine, midazolam, uh, lorazepam, Presidex, and fentanyl. They're combining them all, and they're all lethal. So is remdesivir lethal without the uh, incubator, without the ventilator? Yes. They actually found in the research studies that 30% of all people who were given that drug for COVID, per the manufacturer's study from January to March of 2020, they found 31% of all the COVID-19 patients between days 5 and 10 of treatment developed multiple organ failure septic shock, acute kidney failure, and uh, another one. What a- oh, hypotension. All at which were at lethal levels. They called these serious adverse events. They're life-threatening. 
Several people couldn't even take the drug for 10 days. They needed their kidneys emergency transplanted because the drug killed their kidneys in less than 10 days. Is it, is so, it true with, with what you found that over the years uh, that the hospitals do get extra money when they when they put down a COVID death and or use a ventilator? Is that Those are true numbers, you believe? Yes, these are very true. If you guys don't know this, go look at americaoutloud.com. This is a platform where Dr. Elizabeth Lee Valit yeah, yeah. has written an incredible article where it's titled, uh, Biden's incentives, incentivizations or incentives to hospitals to kill people with COVID-19. And she goes through all of them. So hospitals right now, and have been for a while, for every COVID-19 death they write down, it's known to us, some hospitals are getting as much as $9,000 a death coded COVID-19. Even if they died from something else, as long as you write down COVID-19, we'll give you a check for $9,000 for every one of them. And a ventilator, month. extra two for the ventilator. Yeah, this is what's weird, Patrick. Look, you guys have to understand this. This is so weird, and it should be shocking to you. Okay, the World Health Organization found out last year, in April of last year, that remdesivir-treated patients around the world, compared to other drug treated for COVID-19 around the world in other countries, remdesivir alone, had a 20 times higher acute kidney failure rate than the other treated COVID-19 patients with hydroxychloroquine, uh, lonopinavir, and um, some other drugs. But no one is experiencing acute kidney failure like the remdesivir group, no one. But this one drug, the FDA and the NIH still today, two years later say it's the only authorized and approved drug to treat all COVID-19 patients for COVID in America, how, hospitals. How's that even now, possible? Listen, this is what's crazy. That these- listen, it's the only one, Patrick. There's only one. There's only one drug. They say you can only use remdesivir. There's only one per the FDA and the NIH in their documents only that one. they say hospitals can use. can use. Let me ask you a question, Patrick. Why would Medicare need to give hospitals a 20% bonus payout to give it for them to select the one and only drug they're allowed to use anyway in the elderly? Why? So, I mean, there are there are forces that want to kill people. I mean, let's just get clear about it, right? I mean, it's clear, right? I mean, this is very clear. This is what's going on. So, so let's go to the water thing. Okay, so out of my, I've been doing this show for fifteen years. I've never received uh, more emails in one day with one <laughs> video link than watch the water. It was like twenty of them. So I. I emailed you guys and say you guys got to come on and tell me what's going on. So the my did, who contacted? Did you contact? Um, uh, what's his name? Who? What's who, um, Stu Peters? Uh, Stu Peters, or did they contact you to do the watch the water thing? No, I actually flew privately up to go see Stu Peters to ask about security detail because he has a background as a bounty hunter. What? And I actually, I actually. <laughs> flew there to meet with him in private away from technology about three weeks before he released this thing. Mm -hmm. And it's not a joke. I actually, I actually told him I need to talk to him something in private because I know his background. And so I flew up there and he wanted to know why he goes, there's no way you flew up here because you wanted to talk about security. And I said, yes, I do. I said, I I know what's going to happen when I release this information. And I said, I'm going to be a massive target for the pharmaceutical companies. I already know it. Other people have already died when they were getting close to this. I already know. They already murdered. And I said, uh, and I'm getting kind of freaked out. And this is what he said. 
He said, no, you came to talk to me because of the size of my platform. And I said, Stu, I don't care about the size of your platform. I consider you a brother. He, I, I love that guy for, uh, for him standing up for truth. I, I love it. And he's been very supportive to have me on his platform to talk about stuff. I've never known how big his platform was. I just knew he used to be a bounty hunter and he's got connections to security and weapons. I wanted to know, what is the chiropractor who doesn't even own a gun? What does he do? <laughs> and then he wanted to know if that's really the reason why I flew up there. Why, 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 what's so dangerous? And I said, I think I actually have uncovered the underlying cause for all of COVID that no one's talking about. And he goes, well, what is it? And when I said, I believe they're weaponizing snake venom and they're calling it a, a virus and from a bat, I said, uh, I, they're lying to you. I said, and I've gone through four months every day for 16 hours looking at this, trying to disprove it, trying to substantiate it. And once you, Patrick, once you put the lens on and you see it, you can't unsee it. It's just so blatant. That's what, that's what it is. But and then he, then he looks at me and he goes like this. Well, Doc, how do you think they're doing it? How would they be spreading snake venom? <laughs> and I said, I personally think they're actually doing it simply in the water. I said, uh, the CDC, who I don't trust, and everybody in my movement doesn't trust during this pandemic, has been doing wastewater surveillance in your cities, looking for SARS-CoV-2 only in your water as a predictor for outbreaks in your town. I said, it's bothered me for six months before I ever got a text from a medical doctor asking me if I got bit by a rattlesnake, would I go get antivenom? Months before that, I've been on stages saying, y'all need to look at the CDC. I don't trust that group. They're using water as the predictor of outbreaks in your town, and that should be weird to you. So I mean, so by me. when they're looking in for outbreaks, you're conjecturing that there are people putting this stuff in the water. Is there any evidence anywhere that there is a, a snake venom in the water other than all the other toxins, chlorine, lead, arsenic, fluoride, and all the other crap they have in there. Have you seen any evidence that there's snake venom in the water? No, but it's not that it's impossible. I just haven't seen it. I oh, just okay, well, yeah, but opinion. that's, a, you know, just a conjecture is different than a, doing a video, watch the water, I mean, and causing hey, this yeah. this storm. Yeah, you have to, you have to understand that... Uh, Stu was so bothered that I said, I think they're weaponizing it through the water. Like I just said, I think they're delivering this through water. I mean, look, you got three ways to make people sick. But did did he ask you for evidence out. though, or anything, or did he just, just do this whole video, watch the nope. water? No. And, and, and by the time well, I that's got that's not home, very cool. Is it? Uh, no, this is, well, no, because that night he actually posted a big old, he posted a clip and I love Stu. I'm not, I'm not no, going to say I, that. I understand, but not, I am not going to talk bad about Stu. I just won't. I won't. He I, actually was so bothered because he trusts me that I had this view that it might be done through water. It's all I said. Oh, that's all uh, you said. You didn't say you had any evidence or anything. No, I just said, I think it's in the water and he trusts me enough and believes me to be some kind of resource for truth that it bothered him enough. And I did call him. I called him and I said, Stu, you're, you're making panic about the water. And I kept telling him, look, my, my intent is not to create fear and panic. It, it isn't. Even if it's in the water, people, even if it's in the air as a gain of function virus, respiratory floating around, 99.9% .9 of the whole world lived and you've been drinking it or breathing it this whole time and it didn't kill you. Well, exactly. What I'm saying is, exactly. what I'm saying is you're looking at the wrong weapon. I don't even care how it's delivered. I had an opinion. I thought it was in the water. It bothered Stu, and he 
he wanted to warn the world for whatever reason. Whatever his intent was, he he started pushing out social things like social media stuff about the water. And that wasn't even what I wanted. I I just happened to tell him, I, I think it's in water. Now I will tell you, Patrick, I don't want people to think that's not what I think. I still think it's in water. Do you? I have had people, I have had people nonstop around the world writing to me that they have written books and met with government officials for the last 15 years, that there is already in place the ability to create pandemics with a second parallel water system in all of our cities. And they've been warning people that they have check valves that can be automated electronically and deliver pathogens and toxins to individual houses and communities on a street. It's already in place. They can create a pandemic and they've written books about it. In the future, they're gonna create pandemics with water systems. And they've reached out to me and said this, this is not, I'm not a water expert, they are. This is what they said to me. And we're gonna do interviews with them. They said, Dr. Artis, we're, we're not sure that venom is what they're using. But the fact that you even said you believe it's being done in water, this is their quotes, is pure gold. You're right on it. Oh, regardless well, of whether it's venom or whatever, you know, something. Right. Of course. Yeah, they're, they're already putting, it's funny, they're already putting in your water that you're drinking chlorine and fluoride that are neurotoxins. Arsenic, I mean, they already are. lead, I mean, chloramine. There, there's things that are neurotoxins. The original PCBs, virus, right? Yeah. Yes, they are. Yeah, when it was determined in January and April of 2020 by geneticists, not chiropractors, <laughs> geneticists said the actual sequence of the spike protein is most sourced originally to be identical to two venoms from two snakes, not bats. It wasn't bats, it was snakes. Wait was a minute, no, wait, wait, wait. Tiny wait, wait. Tiny right, let's slow down a second on the spike proteins, but that's delivered through the injections, though, right? No, this this is a no, no, no. This is not the injections. No. Okay. Well, wait a minute. Uh, here's James Lyons Weiler. Uh, he's a, a postdoc, PhD, ecology. Uh, you know, well credentialed dude. At the end of this article, he says that even if there are venom in the water, that if you take it internally, it it's it can't it wouldn't hurt anybody it has to be injected or produced endogenously to be found in the blood or the feces according to this that's not true, that, not true. that's actually not true and i actually have talked to james lineweiler did you since my show came out and since he wrote that article okay. yeah he's actually called me and emailed me and we have talked and he's apologized oh because i so this is out. wrong this is wrong no he, his view is what it is he apologized to me because he thought I interpreted his article in a negative way. And I and people were spreading a rumor around that I called him out as writing a hate article about me. No, he didn't. And I, no, he was. And I said, and I said, James, I didn't even know you wrote an article. But thanks. I appreciate it. But people were saying I called him out. I said, I didn't even know you wrote an article. I haven't even seen it. So I want you to know that lots of people, James, I love. I'm actually supposed to be at events with him next week or next month he's a good be exciting. he's a good guy no he's a good guy he's a great guy i love this guy yeah i well i have to tell you everyone looks at me and goes like this look i've looked at research studies you can't get venom peptides or venom poison or venom toxins in your bloodstream if you swallow it that's not true that's not true that, that is not true at all in fact two days after my documentary went live and everybody started panicking this amazingly, ironically, a company out of the United Kingdom literally had a press release for the world and said, and their name is Venom Tech, of all things. Oh, good. 
Venom Tech came out and said in their press release, we can mass manufacture snake venom peptides and we have nanotechnology that allows us to suspend it and deliver it in water systems. Really? Water delivery systems, which means, and they're talking not like we're going to put this in your water. There's like in your city water. What they're saying is in the whole article, it can now be used snake venom peptides. They have figured out how to get you to swallow them, get it past your gastric juices and into your bloodstream for therapeutic purposes. So like drug manufacturers can now use them. Listen, they did not come up with this technology in 24 hours after my documentary. They've been working on this for years. <laughs> Probably not. They know they can deliver Probably snake not. venom peptides that you can swallow in water and it will get into your bloodstream. Is that is not true. Is a snake venom peptide the same thing, Dr. Artis, as a snake venom? Is it different? Well, that's a great question. Yeah. So there's a difference between proteins and peptides. Right, peptides right. are much, much, much smaller than I proteins. See. I see. So, that, so that's why they could get through the, the gut and all that, uh, where Weiler assumed it was just a protein, maybe. Yeah, what everybody assumed right out of the gate, because they didn't spend four months with this thing like I did, they just had a knee-jerk reaction, and that's okay. Most people do when they hear something new and against the narrative. That's normal. Uh, but what they were immediately, what their visual was, is that people around the world are milking king cobras and pouring it in your water. <laughs> They're all like, and everyone's like, there's no way that they have enough snakes to make that much venom to poison the whole world at once. You're mm -hmm. right, they don't. Mm -hmm. But they actually have the ability since 1989 to mass manufacture synthetic venom peptides that are just as toxic as the real substance in nature. And they've been doing it for years. And why, are they, why are they making it? Why, do they, why, do they, why would they do this? Isn't that a great question? Yeah. Oh, did you know this? You know, it's, I, I have to tell you, I'm learning all kinds of stuff as I presented <laughs> this stuff. I'm like, y'all need to go look at this. <laughs> so I have to tell you, Zev Zelenko, y'all know who De sure. Dr. Zev Zelenko is? Dr. Yeah. Zev Zelenko, a week before I brought this out, he didn't even know what I've been researching. He said, I'm number one, me, Dr. Artis. He found out from high-level intel that I am number one on Pfizer and Big Pharma's assassination list over the next two months. And mm -hmm. I said, Zev, I said, Zev, uh, thank you for the warning. He's number two on this list, supposedly, which is why his security detail got the info, and he felt like he needed to warn me. And I said, Zev, you don't even know what I'm about to tell the world, but that's what they're threatened by. My, my story is not just that it's in the water. Y'all go disprove that all you want. I hope I'm wrong about the water. I don't really care. I hope you do. I hope you're wrong about the water too. Yeah, I don't care if I'm wrong about the water. What I'm right about that you guys need to go look at is the weapon all along has been venoms from both snakes and venomous snails called conotoxins. And they're weaponizing these and they're getting them into your body somehow. How? How? And then, How and then you're PCR testing positive for COVID-19. Yeah, yeah. Well, you are. The PCR test, it's worth it. How, how are they getting yeah. the, the... No, no, I'm going to answer the PCR thing okay. because it even makes sense with snake venom. Does it? It doesn't make sense with viruses. Y'all need to go look at this. It's amazing. PCR test, we know. Don't you know, Patrick? Do not, do not confirm respiratory virus diagnosis, right? Right, right. Right. We all agree they do not look for viruses. Guess what they've been using for 25 years in snake venom research for genetic sequencing? PCR test? PCR testing. Come on, you're just making this. I'm just kidding. Really? 
No, they use PCR to identify mRNA in snake venom. And they've been using that technology for 25 years. It's like staple. Imagine my surprise when the research, the research groups in China and France find out that the actual spike protein of SARS-CoV-2, not in a vaccine, spike protein from the novel coronavirus. When they mapped out its genetic sequence, it was most identical to source from the Chinese crate snake venom and king cobra venom. And then it was bats, but not bats. It was two snakes. And the snake venom research community has been using PCR tests for 20 years to look for genes found in are you, yeah, it makes but, sense all of a sudden why they're using PCR and it's working. But are you suggesting, though, the people that test positive for PCR, I mean, Kerry Mullis is on record and even Fauci, you uh, cycle threth- threshold this baby over 25. It, it will identify anything, anything. It doesn't yeah. tell you anything. You know that. I mean, it's oh, just, you're right. So watch this. So just, watch this. You ready? It just you ready? Doesn't. Watch this. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Right. I, I don't trust PCR tests at all until maybe now, okay? Look at this, look at this study, Patrick. Well, toxins like peptides in plasma, let, let me put you up on the big screen so we can read the thing. Toxin like peptides, uh, urine, uh, wow. And you, I can't read the whole thing because of these lights, because COVID, so re, read that I'll headline. Read I'll, read, yeah. I'll read it to you. This is peer reviewed and published, Patrick. Toxin like peptides in plasma, which is your blood, urine and fecal samples from COVID-19 patients. People, this was published. That, but let me just interrupt. That just means people tested positive because nobody's been proven to have this thing. Okay. Wait, I'm going to, I'm going to show you. You ready? <laughs> okay. The people who have been like confronting me, chewing me out, bashing me for the last seven days. Whatever. How could I dare say this about venom being the weapon? Like, seriously, I went like this. I let them chew me out for a few minutes, actually an hour and a half one time. And then I went like this. <laughs> I'm serious. I just sat there and I was like, thank you for your opinion. Thank you for your opinion. Mm-hmm. And then I went just like this. Have any of you seen this study? And I made every single one of them vocally say yes or no. Like, have you seen it? No one had ever seen it. And I said, okay, well, I'm going to put this in the chat and you guys go read this research article and then come back and tell me how I'm wrong. I haven't heard back from any of them yet, but I'm going to show you what's in here. Okay. All right. Before everybody goes, this can't be possible. I'm about to show you. They actually took, this is before vaccines, by the way, this was submitted June of 2020, like in the first six months of the pandemic. And who did this? But it study? Was just, who did this? Yes. It was, it was recently published six months ago in October of 2021. So these researchers submitted all their findings this article june of 2020 and it took a year plus to get them to peer review it and publish it and approve it all right so they've looked at this for a year and still they peer reviewed it and they approved it so i'm going to tell you what they found they took 20 covid 19 patients who pcr tested positive for covid 19 then they from multiple cities in italy then they took nine they took 10 People who did not PCR test positive for COVID-19 had no symptoms. They were negative. The 20 positive people, 20 positive, they took blood, urine, and fecal samples from both groups. And they ran them to look for what are called toxin-like peptides from the venoms of animals. 
why they did this, I have no idea, but I have a guess, and I'll tell you why in a minute. The results were this, Patrick. The results, I'm reading it verbatim from this. Ready? Toxin-like peptides, almost identical to toxic components of the venoms from animals, like conotoxins, which are these marine venomous snails, deadlier venom than king cobra venom. Okay, that was found, phospholipases, which was originally found in king cobra venom, ever, phosphodiesterases, which is ironically what the mRNA vaccine creators use to do gene editing therapy in their research studies since 2009. They use snake venom, phosphodiesterase, to cleave genetic material to get their mRNA they're investigating into the DNA. It's in their research. And then it says zinc metal proteinases, which are also in snake venoms. And bradykinins were identified in samples from COVID-19 patients Check this out, but not any of them were found in the negative COVID-19 patients. And I'm gonna show you what they found, okay? I'm gonna show you because it's nuts. It is nuts to consider they're weaponizing venom, but I'm not wrong. It's just the weirdest idea ever because it's so weird and evil and you haven't read it. Look at this, this is what they found. They found four pages of different animal venom toxins inside of the COVID-19 patients, poop, urine, and blood. Look at this, look at the very first one at the top. Some, what, Malaysian what, what is it? It's a Malayan crate Ma- snake. Crate snake, good for them. And then it goes to, they found banded crate snake venom peptides. Then they found Chinese cobra venom in these people, spitting cobra peptides from their venom. And then it just keeps going. So it's these are 36. people all that tested positive for COVID. Maybe they put yeah. it, maybe they could, you think they could have put it in the swab they stick in their nose? They stuck these swabs in the negative tested COVID-19 patients and they didn't test for any of these. And then they took poop, yeah, urine, and that doesn't blood. sound right. I mean, who are these people that did this study? Is it possible the study is all bogus too, just to scare the bejesus out of people? Uh, no one's even seen it. Like, no, none of the researchers I showed this to has even seen it. It obviously didn't work to scare them. They just published it. Can I tell you something else? Let me show you something. You can tell this me anything you want. It's okay. I'm not. <laughs> Listen, this is how odd it gets, okay? Okay, this is how odd it is. Every single one of the COVID-19 patients who tested positive in June of 2020 in this research study from multiple cities, they all had venom peptides from venomous animals in their body. Look at this one. This is like the most shocking one to me. I'm like, how did this get in there? Look at this. Look at what this one's called. I can't. It's hard for me to see. I have lights here. Yeah, it's hard for me. Okay, to see. it's 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 actually venom from the crown of thorn starfish. Oh, good. How how did that get in there? And then 15 different cono snails, which are marine snail venoms, which are just as neurotoxic as snake venoms, which neurotoxins worthy venom actual sequences on the spike protein that researchers both in china and france independently identified was the source for covid 19 spike protein they never said it was from bats they said it was most or originated from snakes and if you look at the symptoms of covid 19 i was just like holy cow if this is true how how is it possible that any of these venoms ended up in covid 19 patients that research studies in multiple countries confirmed in the beginning that it was actually the originally sourced by snakes. 
All of those articles in the media, even CNN Help said in January of 2020, they published an article that the original source is most likely snakes. And they said it's either Chinese crate or Chinese cobra. And then before that month of January 2020 ends, here comes the fact checkers. Fact check away. Don't look at snakes. It's not snakes. It's bats. It's not snakes. It's bats. I wonder how the researchers felt when they're like, um, that's weird that y'all are doing this because the geneticists doing genetic sequencing, their job is to find the source. They actually confirmed the source was actually snakes, two of them. And if you look at the side effects of COVID-19, for example, these weird supposedly new virus symptoms like the loss of taste, taste and, and smell, smell, right? that is not a normal virus symptom, but it is on the NIH's website, a common side effect to these venoms found in COVID-19 patients from snakes. It's on NIH's website right now that if you treat someone who get, got, gets bit by these snakes and it gets into your body and into your bloodstream, which was confirmed in this study in Italy, snake venom in their bloodstream, if you get it in your bloodstream after you even treat the snake bite, NIH says there's this weird side effect that occurs to viper bites. After you treat the bite, you can see for months, even longer than a year, loss of taste and smell as a side effect to venom from snakes. And all of a sudden it started making sense. Hair loss, that's actually a side effect of snake venom. That's what's found in Italy study. This idea and weirdness, this weird thing that children were unaffected as much as adults. People around the world have finally concluded that there's something that makes sense now after my video. They went to look and see is there anything protective against snake venom envenomation inside of children versus adults? I didn't even look at this yet. Did you know that children on average, I did not know this people. I am not a perfect human. I do not know everything. I, I will admit when I'm wrong. I've been wrong before, even about monoclonal antibodies. These people on their own around the world, since the video came out, went online to see what is different about children than adults. And can there be some understanding from research that children are more protected against the venomous deadly compounds in snake venom and guess what they found hmm. research studies that confirm children have on average much higher melatonin hormone than adults melatonin and then they went, then they went to look and see is there any research studies that show melatonin hormone is inhibitory to snake venom and it is really? one research study after another. They got very excited. They're like, oh, my God, maybe this is why it works. It could be an answer. <laughs> like it could be everything you look at when you look through the lens of venom. I know it sounds weird. Every injury to the mRNA shots, every side effect of COVID-19, regardless if I'm right about the water or not, regardless, somehow they're getting venom inside of you. They are. And you're getting these symptoms that look like venom. Okay, and let then go I want to. I want to read you this. Have you heard of Ashley Every, Everly, Everly, toxicologist? Okay, he says here's what they said about the, the the video. They did not share proof. They shared coincidences, misinterpretations of research, and actually lied by omission. The snake venom like he puts this in caps, doc. Important word that they are missing enzyme that was found in the elevated and COVID patients is made by the human body naturally. We literally have genes that produce this enzyme. So oh, they're not talking about this Italy study. They're talking about what's called S 
SPLA2. Phospholipid yeah, That's what he says right here. Enzyme SPLA2-HA is actually very important, beneficial, and critical for the immune system to function properly. So this toxicologist is arguing that this stuff gets this is produced naturally in the body. Yeah, that's what they said. I'm not buying it. And I mean, that's okay. They could say that. It is actually made in the body. When Arizona, the University of Arizona, reviewed 300 patients who died from COVID. COVID. Okay, Patrick, remember this. When you think about this, I don't know if you trust Zev Zelenko or not. There's something I'm saying I that's right. That is, a threat. No. that is a threat to the pharmaceutical industry that they want to kill meat. Okay, there's something I'm saying they don't want to get out. Okay, the University of Arizona said, they said that when they looked at the blood of people who died from COVID-19, 300 people, they had this massive amount of an enzyme called phospholipase A2 at this unnormal healthy amount that you find in regular people. It is found in bodies. Whether or not that's natural or normal, I don't know, but it is normal in healthy people, they say. But That's these researchers said, yeah. yeah, the researchers at Arizona actually likened the amount of this enzyme and then wrote their description of the title of their article and their findings. It said it looks like venom coursing through the body. This enzyme at high levels is also found in rattlesnake venom. Imagine my surprise when I was like this. Um, well, what if it is venom? Like, what if it is? They said it looks like it. What if it really is? And then inside the article, the research study by the University of Arizona, it actually tells you where this enzyme, phospholipase A2, that they are saying in the blood of these dead people from COVID-19, they said, is the biomarker for severe or deadly side effects of COVID-19 in a person. And doctors should go look. If you see this, this person's life is more threatened than others. In the article, it says this actual phospholipase A2 enzyme was first ever in world history it was found in one place not in humans it was actually found in one place king cobra venom that's where it was originally discovered it's in their own article what's the likelihood that that's where it was found and now researchers are going to tell you it's actually not correlated to the possible or origin source of sars-cov-2 i'm telling you that's but Dr. Artis, you, these elevated normal levels isn't loss of taste and smell and hair loss. That's not normal. You and other people have, have used the term people have died of COVID. Have you ever seen anyone that uh, one has used Koch's postulates to prove that someone has died of COVID, which you have to have to have a legal definition of death and cause and effect or an autopsy where somebody says, well, yeah, here's the virus. Have you seen any of those? I've never seen it. In fact, before I even came out with this info, I actually reached out to a very well-known pathologist because he's got slides from people who've died from the vaccines, died being treated for COVID-19, died supposedly of just COVID-19. And I wanted him to help me know how to confirm this before I take it to the world. He never made himself available to me for four months. And I, I couldn't wait anymore. I'm gonna push the issue because if it's right, great. If I'm wrong, I don't mind being wrong. I'm not afraid of that. I'm more afraid that I might be right and I need to warn you to protect your life. I understand, but so, it, it, don't you risk really getting people into a fear mode that if you're, you know, you have to have evidence before you're, no, you don't feel like that. Uh, no, this is what's great about the whole thing. 
there was no fear I had at all because the what the doctors no fear of the do, people of putting people in fear mode, which will make them sick just getting oh, them in fear. Oh yeah, I never, I never wanted, I never wanted people to be afraid of anything. If anything, I wanted them to be more scared to get the shots. <laughs> like that's okay. <laughs> yeah. If I scared the crap, if I scared the crap out of you about these shots, I win because they are not safe and right. they are not effective. Right. If that scared you enough to go, um, I'm going to question now what's in there. Great, like <laughs> great. But I don't, I'm not here to tell you every future variant, I'm trying to tell you, every future variant can be treated the exact same way. You're already doing it. You're already winning medical professionals, people at home using vitamin C, NAC, glutathione, all of the things, zinc, are protective and inhibitory to even snake venoms. And you're finding it works with the coronavirus. Either way, you're still gonna win. So keep doing what you're doing. Do not be afraid of what's coming. I have a new view that it's actually venom. If you need any help, go ask an ER doctor how they treat rattlesnake bites. It's gonna work against this virus. It's really interesting, let me tell you something. I actually knew immediately I was gonna be shunned for doing this. I knew it, I knew I was gonna be kicked out of events. I just got kicked out of a four city tour because people like, some people you know, have said it's gonna hurt their reputation to be seen on a stage with me. And I'm like, you're worried more about your reputation than trying to stand for human beings and then try to convince them I'm wrong? Why don't you just do that? That, that would be more brave than being scared or cowardly to not show up. I'm not afraid to show up. Every A lot of people think I'm wrong. I'm not afraid to show up. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I need you to look at something for me, people, and then tell me I'm wrong, and then I'm all right. Okay. Uh, so, Dr. Artis, you so do use the term, this virus. Have you, you're familiar with the work of Lanka and Kaufman and Cowan and uh, um, Vollmer and others. And have you ever seen an isolated proper uh, virus, COVID? Have you ever seen one? Never have I seen okay. one. So, very, okay, so how can you use the term this virus because you can't prove it exists or neither nobody can? No, but they're sequenced. Look, they actually have proof they found venom peptides, but no one, no one, no one, not no government, no health agency, no laboratory has produced the virus. No. It's very interesting that people in my side of the movement are actually saying, at least he said that there's venom peptides you can find. Like no one's been able to pinpoint a virus or show it. And it's really funny as doctors I love and admire go into the media and talk about new variants of a virus. The scientists in the groups will start sending emails going, hey, uh, you need to show me proof of this virus you keep quoting. I need to see the virus. It just and isn't no there. I've never one. seen one. I mean, it, show me if you got one. Show it. You know. Oh, let me tell you something. Can I tell you something real quick? Your sure. group needs to you do got this. Time. Okay. No, you got time. Okay, I need you to know something. <laughs> I learned something two days ago I've never even knew. If you don't think that they can weaponize venom from sea creatures or snakes, I want you all to go look at something. I didn't even know this. Did you know that there was a congressional hearing in 1975 where they made the, CE, the CIA declassify some project they had a weapon? It's called the heart attack gun. Did you know about oh, this? Oh, yeah, I know about the heart attack gun. Yeah. Okay, do you know what they used as the bullet? No. You should go look it up. Your audience needs to go look at this. Okay, this is 50 years ago, people. 
The CIA made a gun. Yeah, I see. They There's a, a video. You can actually, they show the CIA on video. They show wow. them the gun. Watch the whole congressional hearing. It's a video. Right. The Congress people are like this. They're looking at this gun and they're like, what do you do with it? And they said, we turned this gun into an electric gun and it's called a heart attack gun. Right. The CIA assigned somebody literally to find a venom poison, a poison in nature that could actually cause a heart attack in three minutes or less and then could not be detected by autopsy. Right. Yes, sir. And they and this girl working at the CIA identified that there's a poisonous venom inside of a shellfish in the ocean that can cause a heart attack in minutes and then never be detected. And then the CIA in 1975, I could not believe this when they showed me this, they created a gun and then they made in ice, an ice bullet that they put the shellfish venom in a little sliver of ice bullet, picture a little arrow and they could shoot the electric gun, propel the ice dart into the victim and it would melt inside their body. And within three minutes, the poison from an animal would stop the heart in three minutes or less. Yes, sir. And it was so small. This ice, this ice arrow, Patrick, ice. Oh, you know what ice is made from? Water. They took venom, put it in water, froze it into this little bitty dart and could shoot it from a gun. It would insert the person. And this was insane. The CIA said when it goes into the victim, it's so thin they can't even perceive they got hit. It just leaves a little red dot. A little red and then dot. It melts the That's dot. it. Yeah. 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 So, so they are they know how to weaponize venoms and kill you and suspend it in water and get it into your body. In fact, this filmmaker was at my house this weekend talking about this, showed me the video, and he goes, What if they're just walking around shooting us with these darts and we don't even know? <laughs> I was like, I don't I, think I, they're doing that. I just I finished, don't think they're doing that. I just finished a screenplay. Well, finished a screenplay where the president takes over the Federal Reserve Bank of New York, and that's exactly how they tried to kill him in the back of the neck with this gun. So I know all about this gun. Uh, uh, they've got it. I don't know anything about it. Y'all should go watch it. They've it's had wild. it. They've had it for a long time. And, um, and notice that they were using weaponized venom in water. I didn't know the venom thing. Years, I know they had the gun. years ago. The heart attack gun. Go look up the heart attack gun. They were using weapons of venom. Okay, so I'm getting I'm getting some emails here. I'm still not real clear. So you have no evidence, or we don't really know if if everything about this venom and the peptides and all this stuff is true. We have no you have no evidence to say how this is getting into people, do we? We don't know. You don't know, no. do we? No, we just know it's getting into you, and then it's in your blood, urine, and poop. Well, how come it's not killing millions and millions of people like you and me and everybody I know? I mean, what's up with that? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, great question. So there's actually 19 different venom-specific toxins, and it's not ironic that there's 19, by the way. In 1975, when they made that gun, they knew there was 19 organ-targeting venom toxins in Viper Venom. 19. In 2005, it was reconfirmed by Dr. Brian Fry in Australia that in Viper Venom, there's 19 venom-specific toxins that actually target organs. And then to, in 2020, it was confirmed again by Genentech. They funded a study on Indian King Cobra Venom, and they found again 19 venom-specific toxins that kill a organ in the body or target an organ, specific organ, in the prey. 
They are actually doing something, Patrick. They know how to isolate one peptide that attacks in the venom gland of a snake that destroys the pancreas of diabetics. They're actually targeting diabetics. So they could put first. it in the diabetic medicine? No. No? No, no, no. No matter how they're distributing this, air, water, food, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Once it gets into the person, if they have diabetes, you're a target. If it gets inside of a person who is healthy with no diabetes, your body just handles it and gets rid of it. You might get a fever, a rash. You might get joints hurt. You're going to actually poop it out and pee it out. But the diabetic, they've been doing this for years, Patrick. They take a drug and they shoot it into a rat and make it a diabetic. They turn it into a diabetic with a drug. They inject it. And then they take other rats and don't give them the shot to turn them into a diabetic. And they take two of them. And they take sublethal king cobra venom and inject it in both. Nothing happens to the healthy rats. A slew of problems happens to the diabetic rats. If y'all haven't looked at this yet, they're targeting diabetics. They're actually targeting heart failure patients or heart target patients. They're targeting kidney failure patients, which is why so many people are having acute kidney failure. And then they're targeting neurological patients. This is a eugenics program weaponizing venom peptides that specifically target pre-existing conditions. This is why this is why it looks like you can't figure it out. Venom peptides do not target healthy animals in a lot of cases at sublethal doses, but they will target organs that are diseased already in the prey. Already weakened so, weakened organs. Yes, yeah. like a pancreas or lung issues. They can put those specific peptides in the animal and they either react or they don't based on their health status. So there is a massive eugenics program coming on. I've said this before I even came up with the snake venom thing. They are targeting diabetics. And then I figured out the other day, uh, I don't know if you know this, the CDC lies all the time. They say that blacks and Hispanics are the highest race that are dying and being hospitalized in America. That's not true. Even on their data, it's Native American Indians. No population of a race has been more targeted and murdered by this agenda than Native Americans. Hmm. Yes, look it up online right now. Look up what race has the highest percentage of diabetes in America, and then you'll find out why they're all dying and not everybody is. It's because they're the highest diabetic percentage population in America. Because they've had this issue with alcohol forever, or the uh, Native Americans, right, and diet. Blood sugar. Who, who, yeah. who knows? I mean, even from research studies, I find scientists know they can inject a drug into animals and make them a diabetic. How do you know they're not doing that with vaccines and children? How do you know they can do it with animals? How do you know they're not doing that with a children childhood vaccine schedule? I don't know. But maybe it's the alcohol they're drinking. I don't know what it is, but they are the, the highest diabetic percentage race population in America. And they are dying most often, highest rates each week since the pandemic started. It's, it's a perfect, and, uh, you know, if I can conjecture, a perfect eugenics idea because then people who are sick are just dying and then nobody nobody knows. Well, Charlie had diabetes or Charlie had heart disease. That's and, right. right. Oh, Charlie just, yeah. you know, he had a heart attack and there's old Charlie. Yeah, it's very, it's very sad. I'm telling you, if you guys don't take care of your blood sugar or try to improve your health, they are targeting diabetics. They're targeting heart disease patients. And in hospitals... They're targeting elderly. They're incentivizing Medicare is to kill people in hospitals with their dangerous protocols. They are. It's almost like the, you know, 
just weed out the weakened, the, the weakened of the species, right? That idea of these eugenics crazies, yeah. And I have a, and I really do want to do this again. I should do it, but I have a phone call. I need to get on. Like nine just real two quick questions before. Uh, is, is there any evidence that you know that they're putting this, uh, some kind of venom in the remdesivir itself? Um, yeah, I actually can just make it analogous now. I actually got three doctors, pharmacists around the country for the last four months trying to get me remdesivir to test in a lab that can look for snake venom, but they never could get it. So I'm going to force the issue. Go get it. You can almost make it identical to cobra toxin in its description, side effects, storage, everything. It's really creepy. It's weird. I don't trust remdesivir. I can just say this. Look at it like it's cobra venom. It does all the same stuff that cobra venom does identically. I mean, identical. It's pretty mm -hmm. creepy. There is evidence that it's in your vaccines. Check out this patent. This is a patent on Google. Recombinant, Recombinant novel. novel. Recombinant novel mm -hmm. coronavirus vaccine using replication deficient human adenovirus as a vector what kind of vaccine coronavirus vaccine and there's the anybody wants to look it up they can it's amazing in the preparation for this actual patent vaccine for coronavirus check this out patrick it actually says take 50 microliters of the vaccine candidate strain venom seed solution add two microliters of proteinase k um Either that's a really bad slip of the tongue, but it says venom. You might want to watch what's in these shots. <laughs> well, you know, what, 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 a, what an argument. I mean, you know, of course, we've been arguing against vaccines and their dangers forever. And so what an argument just to stay away from these things because... Just stay away. Just, they're dangerous. They're, they're just dangerous. I mean, just just dangerous. Well, I okay. Yeah, well, come on again, and uh, it was fun talking to you. So I'm sure you're having a good time. You take care of yourself, Dr. Artis. Thank you very much. And I don't know if y'all saw it, but last night, Jane, I haven't even watched it yet, but Dr. Jane Ruby and Stu Peters. Jane Ruby called me Saturday night to tell me a scientist had three Pfizer undiluted vials and confirmed over the weekend there's snake venom in there. I haven't seen the episode. They posted oh, it last night. Wait a minute. Night. So Jane Ruby, she's pretty sharp. So she said that they found... Venom in the Pfizer. Snake venom in, in the Pfizer shots. They can prove yes, that. Go it, watch it. Really? Yeah, go watch it. He already proved it. Supposedly, go watch it. I haven't seen the episode, but they posted it last night, and the world's going nuts over. Go watch it. All right, take, you take care of yourself. Thank you, Doctor. Thanks, Patrick. Doctor Brian Artis, Patrick Timpone, One Radio Network. Well, what are you going to do? I mean, <laughs> just grow, grow your own food and don't let anybody put anything into you, man. Whoa. It's pretty trippy. So I'm I had a, glad we had a chance to, to talk to him. And uh, uh, we are going to t talk to George Altgelt in about, what time is it? Uh, we have about 45 minutes. George is going to be here at noon. And uh, he's got a lot to say about a lot of different things. So uh, stick around. We'll see you in 45 minutes with George Altgelt. Please share this video with everybody that you care about. I mean... I mean, if we just had 1% of the people that did the watch the water thing, I mean, this was more informative than that, right? Right? I think so. The watch the water thing was was a Stu Peters production kind of, I think, kind of whatever. Uh, I know Stu Peters. He means well, but I think he just kind of jumped off the cliff a little bit. And as Dr. Arta said, he wasn't, this was what it was about, the water for him. It was a stupid things jumped on it. So anyway, um, 
pass on this link to everyone you care about. It will be up on BitChute, and we're going to get it up there right now. We'll have it on BitChute uh, in about, uh, you know, sometime in an hour or so on this uh, Tuesday in November or uh, April the 19th, I believe. April the 19th, 2022. This is Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com. We'll see you with George Elkelt in just a flash, so uh, stay right there. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. <laughs> 